I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Drew Dinsick. Today we're going to talk about 49ers Jags, probably the best game of the week, Falcons Cardinals, Jets Raiders close out with our best bets. But just quickly, Drew, I was at the Barclays Center last night to watch Clippers Nets, and uh, early returns were not great. On, uh, on the James Harden experience. that My main takeaway there is just that that team is incredibly small uh, and it's a lot of ISO yeah, jump shots and they cannot get a rebound. And I think that ultimately they'll be too talented that they will figure it out. But uh, what have been your early takeaways on James Harden? No, not good. But he doesn't look like he's ready to play. Uh, so get him a month of actual, you know, he's getting in shape by playing these games. And I would expect that uh, by the time we get to December, maybe he looks a little bit more game ready. Um, but the fit doesn't feel right so far. Ty Lue's got his work cut out for him, I think. Uh, the fit's not great. And, uh, you know, Ka- Kawhi was playing at like all pro offensive levels to end the year last year and to start the year this year. And that seems to have kind of upset the apple cart a little bit, which I don't, I don't love. Um, You know what that means though? What does that mean? The door is wide open for the Minnesota Timberwolves to be the number two seed in the Western conference chair. Yeah, no, they're they're coming. Uh, That defense looks, looks monstrous and there's a chance they might just be the second best team in the West full stop in addition to getting the (laughs) two state in the regular season. So yeah, the thing I, the, my main thing that I saw last night was just that uh, when the Clippers go small and when they had PJ Tucker at the five, it just reminded me of how the Golden State lineup that had Draymond at the five back in the 2017 days or even prior to Durant when they would Mm -hmm. go Draymond at the five, that team was so good at gang rebounding and they were so smart and so long and so tough and so connected. And uh, the Clippers don't have that uh, at the moment uh, when they go small. And they were they were guarding okay last night. I think they're actually going to be pretty decent on defense. 
uh, when they're switching everything, but couldn't get a rebound and it's just no no flow on offense. But uh, anyway, fun one to monitor. Very strange team. Uh, another strange team, Drew, the San Francisco 49ers with three-point favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. Total is 45. Uh, the Niners, I think there's two ways to look at them. One is that there's something that is... Uh, flawed about this team that's been revealed in the three-game losing streak before the bye. The other is that just that Trent Williams got injured, Debo Samuel got injured, and Brock Purdy got concussed. Uh, and this is still probably the best team in football. What do you think? I think it's probably the second best team in football after the Chiefs because I'm just going to leave them in number one because they have Patrick Mahomes and because nobody else is stepping up so far this year. Um, People are going to be going, I think I would predict people are going to be falling all over themselves about the Ravens being the number one team in football after this weekend. Uh, At least I hope so. I played points with the Ravens. But um, I think uh, ultimately as far as talent on a roster, it's tough to beat the Niners from you know from fifth, from two to uh, to the end of the lineup like that. It is just a star-studded uh, future Hall of Famers all over the place, and they haven't been healthy. Uh, they went through a really rough stretch where they had difficult travel, uh, difficult situation in Cleveland, turn around, fly back across the country to play the Vikings. Vikings give you a 99th percentile game. You still are in it, even though and until Brock Purdy gets concussed. Uh, and then, you know, you get the, um, you know, a, a little bit of uh, catching the wrong team at the wrong time with the Bengals coming to town and absolutely white hot Joe Burrow. So it's, I, I kind of forgive their three losses. I don't think that any of them are explanatory of a broader problem with this team. And I look at uh, the way the offense kind of put up point, put up yards, but not points against the Bengals. And I think, that, you know, they haven't been running the ball well. It hasn't been complimentary football. I, I They got to the bye desperately in need of the buy and i think the um players coming out a bit healthier particularly christian mccaffrey who you know we we don't speculate on injuries that aren't on the injury report because who the heck knows um but you go back to the dallas game like he took some really really brutal hits in that game he took some really brutal hits in the uh, uh cleveland browns game and i think he was probably dealing with a little bit of fatigue if not actual damage on top of the fact that trent williams not being in the lineup as far as a blocker uh, is a huge huge delta so um i would expect with uh you know kind of a a week of self-evaluation for Kyle Shanahan, who's one of the more brilliant offensive minds of all time, uh, that they come out and they have a pretty uh, sharp performance here. Um, I've gone back and forth on what the right bet is in this game between the Niners and the Jags. As I look at the Jags, they look like the most, um, you know, kind of straightforward regression candidate on defense. This is not a unit that has the pedigree, the players to be performing at the level they are. And I'm not challenging their success that they've had to this season as some sort of it was because of the opponents or it was, you know, there was something lucky about it. Well, the Bills one was lucky because the Bills slept through the first half. But the rest of it, like it's all it's all real stuff. And I just I don't believe that you can have five guys making a leap at the same time in the same year and expect that to last all season long. And so um, I do think there is a decent chance that this is a sell high spot for Jags D. Uh, but the Jags Jags offense should continue to kind of follow the arc they followed last year, which was the more comfortable they got with the system, the more everybody got, uh, you know, completely understood their roles, responsibilities. They got better and better and better. And so 
if the Jags offense is a buy low, if the Jags defense is a sell high and the Niners are coming into this game right offensively, this looks like an over to me. And it's been bet down and bet down and bet down some more all week. So clearly somebody strongly disagrees. <laughs> and I think uh, I'm assuming it's somebody has a good beat on the the weather uh, and that this might be a little bit windy and there may be some wet conditions out there that influence things. But um, I am, I'm going to buckle up. I'm preparing for a really, really exciting game. Both the fact that both these teams are coming off buys and you have two good coaching staffs that have had two weeks to prepare for this contest is pretty exciting. So uh, I think we're going to see some fireworks, assuming that there's not just miserable weather here. And um, I think the fact that Brock Purdy has been the most successful quarterback in terms of EPA, total EPA this season, despite having one less game than some of these other guys is, is truly amazing. And, uh, you know, Debo Samuel being back helps that his, his, um, chemistry with Brandon Ayuk is that's got to be the best QB wide receiver chemistry we have going in football right now Uh, and uh, I would expect that they can find some ways to continue to to be successful and uh, I think if there's one unit that I'm the most nervous about here it's probably the Niners defense Uh, if you can't get pressure you can abuse the secondary players so uh, if this is a Niners get a lead generate some you know some success here have a have a have a two score advantage at some point uh it'll be interesting to see if the jacks can come back from that or if they're not quite ready yet offensively yeah with jacksonville right now they have the seventh ranked defense by apa per play and the 23rd ranked offense and if you told me before the season the jags are going to rank 23rd and seventh uh i would have guessed that it was flipped around the other way Uh, i think chase young being in the mix should obviously help in terms of generating pressure they're getting Ezra Cleveland, I think, was a sneaky, important uh, upgrade for Jacksonville on an offensive line that's been a little bit shaky. But uh, I tend to agree with San Francisco that I mean, you just go through the individual losses. One really weird game in the rain against Cleveland where Brock Purdy couldn't grip the ball and Williams and Debo uh, and McCaffrey, they all go down. And then it's just really just Purdy and Ayuk and they miss a 41-yard field goal as time expires to win it. And then the Vikings, they lose that game because one, Brock Purdy gets concussed and throws two picks. But then also it wouldn't even mattered if uh, they just didn't send a zero blitz at the end of the first half and no reason whatsoever and give up a 60-yard touchdown on what should have been an interception as well. So that was weird. And then they throw a pick at the eight-yard line against the Bengals. And if they score a touchdown on that drive, they're first and goal at the eight. Yeah. It ties it up 17-17 on their live favorites on the money line if they score there. So I think it's just been a strange confluence of events, but I think now they're healthy. They're clearly the better team. Uh, and there's just some lack of zip about Jacksonville's offense. Like There's just no flow to it at the moment. I think it'll get better. I think the drops have hurt them, particularly in that Week 2 Chiefs game. But I think the Niners are probably a different caliber of tame and yeah at minus three that would be the side that i'm on i won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me emerge as you tremphia guselcumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain stiffness and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior results may vary tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four serious allergic reactions may occur tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them before treatment your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an 
infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Okay, before we get to Falcons Cardinals, a reminder that Saturday, November 11th at 11 a.m. Eastern, Vaughn Dalzell, Brad Thomas, and Eric Froton are answering your college football betting questions for week 11, including a massive Big Ten matchup when number three Michigan heads to Happy Valley for a battle with 11th ranked Penn State. All right, Falcons minus one and a half point favorites at Arizona with Kyler Murray back. The total is 43. What's your read on this one? Yeah, very interesting market here. Um, I thought it was pretty clearly telegraphed that Kyler Murray was going to be getting the start. Uh, they had to take him, you know, they 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 elected to tap him for return from uh, from the IR in a way that meant the clock started and he had to be activated by November 9th, which is today. And so the fact that they did it and then, you know, traded away Do- Josh Dobbs, it was pretty clear, like, this is the plan. Uh, I don't know why it's the plan. We can have a different discussion about that after we see how Kyler Murray looks. <laughs> but I think ultimately he's coming back to a situation that is really, really going to be tough to deal with. At the best of times with Kyler Murray, he was a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And I don't think that's really deniable. Uh, what made his game so special in a lot of ways was that he knew exactly when to push the DeAndre Hopkins button. He knew exactly when to utilize his mobility. Uh, and he was just a, just a dynamic, uh, you know, drive uh, extending type of player. Um, I loved watching him at his peak and I really, really hope we get to see some, uh, you know, flashes of that this season. Um, I don't love this spot for no because you have a number of injuries to your offensive line. You have no complimentary running game and you have a Falcons defense that just got embarrassed uh, by Josh Dobbs and the Vikings last weekend who has some vet players and some talent and a decent pass rush and decent safeties and, you know, kind of just the right roster to really, you know, kind of make this Cardinals uh, offense one dimensional here. Um, The Cardinals have been glowing about Kyler Murray and his preparation and his recovery and how well he's looked since the day, uh, you know, you know, the day he uh, got to training camp, practically, I feel like that was the first I I heard of it. They went out of their way to ingratiate themselves to Murray with the stuff that they did in the off season going, you know, sending reps to his, you know, Jersey night at, uh, or hall of fame night at Oklahoma and kind of taking his input seriously in the draft. So it's pretty clear that the Cardinals in this, at least this regime intends to keep him around and build around him. Uh, and you know, the fact that they fielded trade calls for him and ultimately sat on, uh, sat on him for this opportunity is, is a bet on, you know, what they think can be a successful franchise cornerstone piece. So, um, we're going to learn a lot about how, 
well, they are at self-evaluation <laughs> because if this goes poorly early, and it could considering the talent on this roster and the injuries they're dealing with, uh, then I think there's gonna there are going to be a lot of questions that need to be answered about exactly why this is the path they wanted to go down uh, and what exactly they're going to do with a to, with some very, very high draft capital next year. Um, you know, just for the record, I'm, uh, you know, the, the injuries that I'm concerned about in no particular order are DJ Humphreys, Tristan Colon, Will Hernandez, uh, and uh, DeMarcado, Mercado, even though... Mari DeMarcado. And Mari DeMarcado, I don't know how much he matters, but like, I don't love the idea of going into this with one running back named Keontae Ingram. Um, but, uh, you know, that that's three of your, you know, top, these three of your starting five offensive linemen uh, and uh, your RB2 filling in for Connor here. So um, I don't know, man. It doesn't really look like you have a lot going for you in terms of weapons to work with, and that matters a ton in today's NFL against a decent defense for Atlanta. So um, I'm probably out on this game uh, unless the somehow Cardinals flip favorites here, in which case I would take a swing on the Falcons. But um, nothing you're seeing from... No, nothing in the tape from Heineke says that he was the solution to the problems with that offense. He is a walking turnover. So this could get a little weird. Yeah, Heineke was terrible against the Vikings. It didn't really show <laughs> up in the stats as much because I agree. the interceptions missed. He had we threw one terrible one, which really broke them. But he's just he's just not very good. Uh, I'm, I guess he's better than Desmond Ritter, but I'm not entirely convinced of that either because at least Ritter gives you a rushing element. I mean, they're both pretty bad and if this was if the cardinals had their offensive line if kyler murray had been playing for a couple of weeks then i would like the cardinals here because i just don't think the falcons are very good but i think it's not a great matchup for uh the cardinals in that they have the fifth worst rushing defense uh in the nfl against the team in atlanta that adores running the ball uh i mean it's so galling that the falcons can be five and five and right in the thick of the playoff hunt uh with a win here this feels like a bottom seven or eight team in the nfl at the moment but uh just given that we haven't seen anything from kyler he's probably going to be running for his life uh i would lean falcons if forced but i agree i think that taking heineke on the road as a one and a half point favorite isn't isn't particularly uh appealing if they snap started Ritter, would you feel different? <laughs> no, not really. I really don't think there's much difference between the two. I guess Heineke is slightly better. I'm not sure. I gotta tell you, man, Art Smith is he blew it. If he just stuck to his guns and he kept Ritter out there, they probably play a little bit more of a safe-ish game and a little bit higher efficiency against the Vikings and probably win. And they Ritter, I think, in this type of game is really poised to do better with their system than Heineke is, but I don't know, man. I think he's going to have some regrets. Yeah. Well, I guess the problem is, is that if they're both equally bad or close, then you may as well play the younger guy because there's yeah, right. some hope that Ritter will get better. Yeah. That there's was always the calculus. There. I completely agree. That was always the calculus. I don't know. There was, uh, there's nothing there with, uh, with Taylor Heineke. It's nothing there with either of our next two quarterbacks. I think either Zach Wilson, Nathan O'Connell, uh, but true. All eyes will be on Las Vegas Sunday night. You don't want to miss a matchup between the stars, Sauce Gardner and Devontae Adams as the Jets travel to the desert to face the Raiders. Coverage starts at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on NBC and Peacock. A bit of a 
tough break three consecutive primetime games of Jets, Chargers, uh, Bears, Panthers, which uh, we are recording just before the kickoff of that, uh, and Jets, Raiders. The Raiders have flipped into being favourites after the Jets were hovering around minus one and a half for a while. Now it's Raiders minus one. The total is 37. Do you think it's warranted uh, Las Vegas's uh, inspiring flip into favoritism? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I'm Raiders here, uh, and there's a handful of reasons why. But before you lose hope in primetime games being entertaining, Jay, I will make a prediction, and we will revisit this next week. <laughs> I think after this week's games, we will be down to four realistic candidates for MVP. And they happen to be playing each other next weekend in prime time. I think Lamar Joe on Thursday first, and then uh, uh, Pat uh, Hurts on uh, on Monday. I think that goes a long way to deciding those two races. So uh, we are very, very close to having some very, very meaningful primetime games. All that said, uh, Jets Raiders is a rough one, and uh, but I take a, I object to uh, your AOC slander in the uh, in the promo read. Um, the AOC experience is not, uh, you know, like good earth shot. It's not CJ Stroud changing the, you know, the fabric of the future of the game. Um, but it's definitely better than what they were getting, uh, particularly the last time I remember seeing Jimmy Garoppolo. In fact, AOC has outperformed Jimmy Garoppolo on the balance of the season in terms of EPA per play. Uh, in his two starts, I went back to the tape on the uh, Chargers game and uh, considering what he was thrown into on relatively short notice that he was going to be starting that game. Uh, I thought he handled himself quite well. Very realistic that if if, uh, if he just uh, you know makes one decision or snap second sooner that they are tied in that game and maybe beat the Chargers in that game, which is crazy because I remember betting the Chargers that day and having a big old laugh about how s- ridiculous the market was in terms of not asking you to lay more against Aiden O'Connell in his first start, but he was he was perfectly fine. Uh, and he was, I would say, borderline good last week, albeit against the Giants defense that may have quit a bit. Um, but the Giants defense had been playing better, and he showed up and he acquitted himself quite well. I think the, uh, the broader story around the Raiders that's worth covering is literally just how high can the dead cat bounce get? Uh, this is a pretty clear example of a team that had complete, like the, the, the relationship between team and coach had gotten so cancerous that the immediate positive of every player's effort in preparation and in execution on Sunday was clear. And I think the expecting them to come out and do the same sort of thing against the Jets team that's coming in uh, a little bit deflated uh, is real. This Jets squad is absolutely going nowhere offensively, um, and they have huge, huge weaknesses in the offensive line. They're taking on Max Crosby and company who can generate pressure at an extremely effective clip, uh, and they have a rushing attack that is just absolutely useless with the run blocking they're getting from this uh, sub, you know, I don't know, bottom three unit. Um, so I think the Raiders' defense has a very, very realistic chance here of keeping the Jets into the uh, single digits, if not the low teens. Uh, and the Raiders offense and uh, Aiden O'Connell, uh, this is going to be a massive step up because the Jets defense is for real. But I think there's a non-zero chance that the Jets traveling in this short week are going to have a tough time coming up with the same effort that they came up with at home uh, on Monday Night Football. So, 
I don't know, man. There are whiffs of Vegas flu here. There are whiffs of Jets sending a message about uh, how, you know, the Jets defense sending a message about how they feel about how the offense is supporting them. Um, there are whiffs of the Jets defense just in general, not having, uh, you know, especially ideal matchups here for, you know, with what, you know, Devontae Adams and, uh, and Josh Jacobs. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It'll be interesting in a lot of ways, but I think the uh, AOC experience might surprise you. And um, there's a very real segment in the future of first take of who's the second best quarterback of the rookies between AOC and Will Levis. And uh, I'm just preparing you for that by telling you. Okay. Made no Connell believe him. I like it. He was good against the Giants. I mean, a lot of it was yak, but at the same time, he didn't take any sacks. He didn't turn the ball over at all. And... I think he did a reasonable job in the circumstances against the Chargers. I agree. You have to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt, given the limited preparation. I didn't think he was that good in that game, but uh, there is at least the scope for him to be good. I don't think there's any scope for Zach Wilson, particularly behind that offensive line. Uh, I have a prediction, Drew. Okay. Hit me. I think that after Sunday night, Max Crosby is going to get very, very short. For defensive player of the year, he'll move into – he won't quite be as short as the big three of Garrett Parsons' what, but he might move into like the plus 800, plus 900 type of range. Uh, and then he's going to drift back out to 40 to 1 after the Dolphins <laughs> and Chiefs slide up the Raiders uh, in the next two weeks. So uh, that is my prediction for uh, the, the curve of Max Crosby's defensive player of the year odds. But, yeah, he's going to eat. The sneaky – well, it's not really a sneaky thing about the Jets. Just the thing about the Jets is that – uh, I thought it was instructive on in the Monday night game that Zach Wilson had a terrible PFF grade and it was still better than all five of his starting linemen. There was just mm. no hope there. And I thought that his throws were largely okay. It's just that he doesn't, he's never felt pressure. Uh, I think That's more right. than any other player I've ever seen, when you just watch enough football, your brain is trained to think like, okay, now the quarterback, now he gets rid of the ball here. And Zach Wilson just doesn't. Uh, yeah. He takes a sack and a fumble, yeah. and then they yeah. score. Uh, yeah. So I think that against Max Crosby, who is, I think, on merit, should be top three in defensive player of the year. I would have him above Watt. Uh, I think that, yeah, he's he's going to be in yeah. trouble. And for whatever Aiden O'Connell's flaws are, and maybe to your point, maybe he's just half decent, I think you have a certain flaw when you have – Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers and Josh Jacobs in this mm -hmm. offense. Like, I'm pretty confident this team is going to get to 17. 17. Yeah, 17. <laughs> That's kind of what we need, right? Uh, yeah. And I don't uh, have yeah. that same confidence necessarily yeah. about Zach Wilson. Six points from Max Crosby wouldn't hurt uh, because yeah. you're absolutely right. Uh, Zach Wilson is the Madden generated player who somebody went in and took the slider for pocket awareness yes. and slid it to yes. zero. Yes. Like I, I don't I cannot remember a quarterback having less. Period. Well, <laughs> to me, the unique thing about the way that Zach Wilson doesn't feel pressure is a lot of guys just they take a step too long and it's kind of like the Dak Prescott sack, the game breaker against the Eagles, where he just doesn't see the blind side and then it's too late. Sure. Zach Wilson like sees the pressure. The guy's like in front of him. And he thinks mm -hmm. he can get away and throw, but he's not even close. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Two, two, two final thoughts on this. Um, Nathaniel Hackett deserves some of the blame. If your sure. offensive line is performing at this level, you need to give a guy easier outs. You can't you let him sit back there and just get killed. Uh, and then uh, second thought is, I, I don't, I don't, 
there are times when he is targeting along the sidelines or in the seams and you're like, well done young man. Like yeah. that was a nice throw. Like, like accuracy, all the time, the precision, like anticipation, it's all there. And then there's times where he throws over the middle of the field and it is literally like five guys could pick that. Yeah. It's, it's doesn't have velocity. It doesn't have purpose. And it is literally like a pick waiting to happen. So, um, I don't know, man. I, I would utilize what you know about his strengths at this point and try to get, you know, quicker stuff available to him along the sidelines in the seams so that uh, he can help him help him help himself. I think they just need to throw deep way more often and just hope for pass interference. And Zach can actually throw deep. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, there's no hope for that offense, I don't think. But I think there's probably ways they can do uh, a better job. He throws to me the most like violently ripped five-yard passes just over the middle to his running back when he just mm-hmm. absolutely rips it like through uh, multiple defenders and it always feels like it's going to get picked or bounce off the hands. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they're in trouble. And if they lose this game, uh, after that, the schedule doesn't get any easier for them. I believe it's yeah. Bills and Dolphins after yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So if they lose this, they're yeah. down the barrel of four. That's so. it. That's it, yeah. I, I, I just feel – I feel bad for – the Jets defense because that effort and a handful of times this season, they've just been playing so superlatively. Uh, they can't come away with the key takeaways. Like they were very close to taking the ball away from Justin Herbert in a position that would have gotten them back in that game on Monday. Um, but you know, they they're playing their hearts out and uh it's just not mattering. They're right on the door of the playoffs. It's 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 a it's a it's a tough thing to watch. And if they wanted to go out to Las Vegas on Saturday and blow off some steam, I'm not gonna hold it against them. Yep. I don't mind it. <laughs> All right. Before we get to our best bets, reminder, Drew, that Big Ten basketball is underway. And streaming on Peacock this Friday, the Wisconsin Badgers are back in action against number nine, Tennessee, in their second game of the season. Catch the tip-off live November 10th at 9 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Peacock. Yeah, that's a beautiful uh, graphic. Yeah, I don't mind it. Big really 10 nice. Sport. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection including fever sweats chills muscle aches or cough tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to emerge as you learn more about tremphia including important safety information at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527 see our ad in food and wine magazine for patients prescribed tremphia cost support may be available do you want a beautiful lawn Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. 
Best bets for week 10 in the NFL. I'll start us off. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers minus three home to the Green Bay Packers. Now that this has come back from three and a half to three, there's some injury stuff with the Steelers, but nothing ultra concerning. Uh, And we spoke about it a bit during the week, but I think the Steelers team projects as average going forward now that they are getting guys back on defense, now that the offensive line, which finally created some running lanes against Tennessee in a way that I haven't seen in Pittsburgh in a long time with Broderick Jones playing more at right tackle, Deontay Johnson back, who's the best skill position on player on the team, and then Kenny Pickett playing largely mistake-free football, the number 11-ranked quarterback by PFF somehow since week three. Uh, I think he's looking a lot more like the guy at the end of last season than he was the guy for the first two weeks of this season who looked like uh, Desmond Ritter incarnate. So I think that with the offense functioning a bit more with uh, Cam Haywood back and the defense getting healthier with Joey Porter kind of... uh, just playing really well as a number one cornerback and shadowing DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think that they are approaching now that are an average team and I just don't have any faith whatsoever in this Green Bay offense with mediocre offensive line with Jordan Love continuing to not look very good at all and with a cast of questionable weapons. Uh, so I'm taking the Steelers minus three. What do you think? Hope you're right. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I really hope you're right. Uh, I can't talk you out of it, certainly. Um, and your impassioned, uh, contrarian, but well-timed, I think, take about the Steelers maybe, you know, improving uh, enough in since the dull, you know, since the the absolute dead bottom for this team, which was I think about week four, whatever whatever week they lost to the uh, uh, Texans. to the Texans, I think yeah. that was was that week four. Uh, yeah. Since that bottoming, uh, the offense has gotten more efficient every week. Uh, DeAndre, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson being back absolutely matters. Um, Dan Moore being out and Broderick Jones starting to play well. Absolutely matters. Like, I think the offense does have, um, you know, clear signs that they're improving. And I don't think I can say anything positive about the Packers this year. It looks like Matt, it looks like uh, Matt LaFleur wants to jump off a cliff. Uh, <laughs> these, this young team is making so many mistakes and they are so basic. And it's just, it's got to be tough after, you know, having clinical offense and being a little bit of a, um, you know, kind of a, a precision uh, kind of coach uh, on offense, seeing your guys do that, it's got to drive you bananas. And, um, you know, I think more likely to me that the Steelers are still in the playoff mix in December. Uh, or, or, excuse me, I think it is about equally likely that the player, Steelers are in the playoff mix in, in December and that uh, the, uh, the Packers are kicking the tires on uh, who else they have on the roster at quarterback. Yep, we agree. Uh, the Mike Tomlin coach of the bandwagon will surge. In prominence, uh, if they move to six and three, and then if they beat Cleveland next week, then the lid is properly off. All right, what's your best bet? Okay, going against the injury news today and the injury steam today, taking the Cincinnati Bengals. You can currently get them at minus six, and I think that is a bet for a number of reasons. Um, but uh, I will acknowledge that it looks unlikely that uh, T. Higgins will play, and Jamar Chase is up in the air. But uh, the more I have kind of dissected some of his quotes and his tone from Monday, the more it seems to me like he was just being a baby, and he will ultimately <laughs> play. Um, it is like he didn't get enough credit for the win over the Bills, you know. And ah, my back really hurts. I might need a week off here, you know. I like, think that was kind of the vibes I got. He was out there doing drills today. He doesn't look that hurt to me, so we'll see. 
if I'm wrong and Chase and Higgins are not playing, then maybe you get an even better price on the Bengals. But I really don't even think this matters as insane as this sounds because those are both very, very good players. The level of quality that Joe Burrow is playing with right now at the quarterback position is amazing. He is operating at a higher level, I think, than when he was at his best last season, which is saying a lot considering how, you know, there were people having conversations of who's better, Mahomes or Burrow, in the month of January last year. And the answer was obviously Mahomes. But I think realistically, Burrow has developed his game and is on the progression up still, as opposed to having uh, plateaued. And all of the issues related to his mechanics and his calf injury look well behind him at this point. Um, his ability to integrate uh, a, a little bit of scrambling and running and uh, sack avoidance has been masterful. Um, and I think he is, there's literally no match on this Texans defense for what Burrow is doing right now, independent of whoever he's throwing to. So um, if he wants to operate the efficient, if they decide, look, Chase isn't feeling great. We're not going to play him. Higgins is out because of the hammy. Then uh, this becomes a very different game plan for the Bengals that I think will still be very successful. Uh, and I think the, in, you know, the injuries to the Texans are not to be looked past either. This team is beaten uh, as, you know, they, as badly beaten up as any uh, in terms of starters who are just dealing with uh, meaningful injuries and missing practice time. Uh, so the Texans are not coming in at full health by any stretch of the imagination, but here's really where I get, get uh, kind of into this handicap last week, Lou Anarumo, big Lou, held Josh Allen to 0.03 EPA per play as a passer. They gave up a decent amount of EPA on the ground to Josh Allen, but everyone will do that. Um, if you can hold the Bills to 18 points and hold Josh Allen to a performance like that uh, at home, you can absolutely do that to CJ Stroud with his offensive line issues and his uh, skill position players in the uh, state that they are in physically. I think the fact that people have kind of lost their minds gushing about how positive uh, the, you know, how solid the early returns have been for CJ Stroud is fine. Like, Give the give the young man his flowers. He has been unbelievable. But this is a pretty obvious local high for the Texans' offense, in my opinion. Uh, and uh, you know, if I had to pick one game that I said, well, what, 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 how do you see this game kind of playing out? It's like Week One when he faced another elite defensive coordinator on the road in Baltimore, and it was like a twenty-four to nine game. This has all of those same whips whiffs, and I think um, you know the Texans' offense has been a heck of a lot better at home than it has been on the road this season outside of the Jacksonville Jaguars game. So it's, it's to me, this is uh, uh, pretty clearly an opportunity to bet on an experienced defensive coordinator who gets to eat a half a season's worth of tape on a young quarterback and really give him what he thinks is the most appropriate way to stop that quarterback. So this is going to be a learning week for CJ. Yep, I agree. I think as good as Stroud was against Tampa, it's been a little lost in the wash that the three weeks prior to that really <laughs> wasn't very good, particularly against the Panthers, where 16 or 24 for 140 yards against the Panthers, who might be the worst team in football. So he was magnificent against Tampa Bay, but I agree. And uh, my big takeaway from that is uh, NBC Sports' Drew Dinsick calls Jamar Chase a uh, big baby. Um, <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear the clip? Did you watch it? Yeah, it feels like he was upset he didn't really get involved uh, statistically in the, the big win. Dead on, Jay. You nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it. No, but uh, but I agree. <laughs> and the, the thing is as well is I think there's this perception that 
the Texans, maybe because D'Amico Ryans is there uh, and because they've overperformed that they have a good defense. They don't have a good defense. It's a bottom 10 defense. They just got shredded by Baker Mayfield. And they've just had yeah. 23 guys on the injury report uh, a couple of days ago. So uh, I agree. Uh, under seven, the Bengals are certainly at the side. Yeah. Uh, and also, hey, if anyone wants if Chase, to... If, if, if Jamar Chase wants to prove me wrong and go out there and score, <laughs> uh, go for 180 yards and three touchdowns, by all means, my friend, go for it. Yeah, I like it. All right. If you want to go back through... Our past shows this week, you can hear all of our game previews. All right, we're done. Don't forget to check out NBCSports.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks for everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. If you're listening to us as a podcast, please rate and subscribe. And a reminder to find all your favorite NBC Sports shows on Amazon Music. Just head to Amazon.com slash NBC Sports. From Jay Croucher and Drew Dinsick, good luck this weekend and we'll see you next week. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.